Hey everybody, my name is Jordan Janelle, but you all can call me Jordy, and welcome to the second episode of The Girls That Get It, which is a space for me and other girls or other people in general to connect through my life experiences and all the lessons that I've learned. Today is Monday, and the sun is very much so shining through my window, which lets me know I've been chosen again. Okay, thank you, Lord. Prayer, prayer, prayer. So, in the last episode, I talked about what did I do in the last episode? I introduced myself, I gave a question of the day, which was, What kind of self care do you have planned for today? And kind of just briefly talked about, you know, trying to figure out what self care means to you. So, I hope you all have had a chance to think about that because I have, and I had something else to add to my list outside of recording, cleaning, and dancing. Y'all, I love me some Sims. I really do love me some Sims 4. Really? So today's episode is going to be about self-esteem, okay? Honey, we're going to get down to it. We're going to get straight to it because self-esteem be the root of most of our problems, all of us. It really is. Whether we like it or not, it very much so is the root to a lot of this stuff. So we're going to start off with the question of the day. The question of the day is, what are three things you love about yourself? This is where you need to get your journal out and write down this question and answer it. And your answer could be based on appearance, personality, characteristics. What do you love about yourself? Three things. Um, For the sake of this podcast, though, we're going to be talking about appearance. Um, Three things I love about myself. Hmm. I love what I'm not even gonna lie I had to think about that real hard but I love my smile I love damn I'm still thinking <laughs> I love my smile um I love being a big stally and I love hmm I like my weight. <laughs> we're going to get into why that last one. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. So self-esteem. Self-esteem, I strongly believe, is just a reflection of your thoughts. So if I think I look ugly today and somebody else is like, gosh, you look really good today, then, you know, I have to figure out why do I think I look ugly today? What made me feel like that? If you out here thinking life sucks and somebody else is out here thinking, well, gosh, man, it's not that bad. Jeez, <laughs> it's not that bad. You're going to be like, what are we thinking? We thinking differently. Something's not connecting, you know? What am I thinking? So you got to get to the root of why you feel the way that you feel. And that's what everything. In the last episode, I didn't get to open up with you all. But in this episode, I'm definitely about to give you some raw shit. Okay, I'm about to talk about why I feel like I had low self-esteem at one point and, you know, how did I get out of that? Some days are still rocky, but I definitely don't think the same way that I used to think about myself. My self-esteem journey didn't really start with like a major plot that ever since that day I hated myself type of thing. It was more so over time, basically how I was raised. I don't think I grew up with 
the right type of love for me. And yes, you know, I grew up, I had a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food in my stomach, toys, lights. Didn't I don't think I had to worry about a thing because I was a child. But I don't think positive things were spoken into me or spoken into me frequently. So it's like, now that I'm grown or growing, how do I, you know, think positive things about myself if they weren't spoken into me at a young age? So that's where that's where it all starts. That's the root of it for me. I will say that if you feel like the root of your problem is similar to mine, we have to understand that a lot of our parents only did what they knew how to do. They really did do the best they could do. Because how could you teach somebody how to love their self if you don't know how to love yourself, you know? It doesn't work. And a lot of our parents had us probably between the ages of, I say, 18 to, you know, late 20s. They still trying to figure it out, but they had us. So it's I feel like it definitely was harder to figure it out. So I get it. I get it. We all are trying to figure it out. <laughs> Let's get into my childhood and why I feel the way that I feel. So I say between fifth grade, sixth grade, and maybe like middle school, you know, around that age, around that time. You know, that's when girls start to develop. You know, you start getting your little shapes and you start liking boys and you, yeah, all that. So I will say around that age, let's just keep in the back of our minds that I was innocent for a long periodically time. I, (laughs) like you couldn't even say titty around me. I freak out. I really would freak out. But I just wasn't interested in, you know. I wasn't interested in being grown. I really wasn't. I was trying to be, I'm still trying to be a child. Like, growing up sucks. It's, I don't want to get old. Fuck is this? But, yeah. I very much so was innocent. And I wasn't thinking about my body or my appearance. Because I was still focused on being a child. I wasn't thinking about attracting nobody's son or daughter. I wasn't thinking about none of that. None of that, okay? And very much so, the kids around me, they were. Everybody was horny, okay? Everybody was. It was crazy. So when we get into the topic of bodies, I have a sister and we have two completely different bodies. We have the same mom, but two different dads. That could be why. Different genes, different situations. We just two different people, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. And my sister has always had a big butt and I've never had a shape. So I'm going to explain this from probably what? How freaking old are you in fifth and sixth grade? Okay, so about fifth grade, sixth grade. Put yourself in my shoes, okay? Every time we walk into a store or we walk into a family gathering or we walk into anywhere with somebody, And okay, also keep this in the back of your head. I am taller than my sister. I'm younger, but I'm taller. I don't know. So let's just say y'all walking into the store and y'all run into a family member, right? 
And the first thing the family member decides to say to you and your sister is they say to your sister, they praise her and they say, gosh, your butt getting bigger. You got all that butt back there. And then they say to you, oh, and you got taller. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally. And I can't, I don't know how many times like this has happened, but it happened so often. And I don't know why. I never thought anything of it, but literally as a little girl to keep walking up to people and somebody that's going through puberty, Lord, to keep walking up to people with your family and somebody is always praising your sister and her body. And then they get to you and they just say, oh, you getting taller. You tall, ain't you? When you going to stop growing? Like, leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> so because I grew up, you know, taller than everybody, I was already awkward. So everything was just awkward for me. And I would hate running into people because that would seem that seemed to be the only thing they would bring up about me is how tall I was. They never brought up not to say it would be a good thing because they shouldn't have been bringing up my sister's shape or anything like that, because that's there's more to her than her body and her shape. And especially at that age, that's weird. But, you know, there are things about me. I had hair. My hair don't look nice today. <laughs> you just want to say I'm getting taller. That's it. Like, like I don't know. You know, it's like stuff like that. As a child, you don't realize, you know, when you grow up, it really does affect your way of thinking because I'm so con- I was so conscious about little things because of how tall I was. So I never grew up receiving positive compliments outside of my height you know people felt like that was the only thing that I should feel confident about and I don't ever I don't even think that I was insecure about it I really don't I just think you know not receiving positive compliments all the time or not even all the time frequently and sometimes I was always compared about my body my sister's body versus my body my sister has what people perceive as a nice shape and I've been told it's been beaten into my head as a child that I am shaped like a white woman or a white girl and as a child hearing it I didn't care because I wasn't trying to like I didn't care about my body I'm just trying to you know trying to go to the rink trying to go to the movies not thinking about no boys no girls nobody not thinking about none of that. I don't even, I wasn't even thinking about my outfits half the time. So for somebody to, when you're not thinking about something and somebody is bringing it to your attention, you know, oh, you're shaped like a white girl. Oh, you're shaped like a white girl. Oh, you're shaped like a white girl. Like, then I'm going to be conscious about it. And then I'm going to start beating that into my own head. And at some point I definitely did. It, it worked. If that's what y'all wanted to happen, it definitely worked for a little bit. But that's okay because I got my mind right. The fuck? Let's backtrack a little bit. So, like we said, from about 5th to 6th grade, about 8th grade, that's when, you know, start hitting puberty. I was getting taller. The girls around me is coming on their periods. I'm thinking we dying. We growing hair everywhere. Boys is everywhere. Girls is everywhere everybody kicking each other and 
and I had a big chop. I started my locks in sixth grade. So that was, I was tall. I had short hair, Lord. I had to start a locks, Lord. Huh? People telling me I'm shaped like a white girl all the time. I know what it meant back then, but I definitely knew it meant something was wrong with my body because I'm a black girl. So why are people telling me I'm shaped like a white girl? Make it make sense, Lord. So you got all this stuff happening between fifth grade to eighth grade. Okay. So ninth grade, I got my first boyfriend and that relationship was crazy. And it was crazy in a sense of I was scared to get out of that relationship definitely because I felt like no other boys would like me and that was wrong because when I did that relationship baby let me tell you something city girls was up a million (laughs) city girls was up when that relationship was over because that thought of other boys wouldn't like me was dead wrong so the brief point i'm trying to get at is there's a cause and effect to every single thing you do and you say so be careful what you say and what you do to a child because that child is going to remember the things that like children are sponges literally they're sponges those are the years when they're supposed to be learning things you've been here longer than a child so of course you know the ins and outs of all of this. So why would you speak negative things into a child for them to soak it up? Those are the things that they're going to believe in. Those are the things that help them formulate opinions for when they get older. Do you think you just grow up and just have these opinions? Like, no, you go through life as a child. That childhood is so major and people people really be fucking it up for kids. Really. Y'all be wondering why adults be so mad and angry because somebody fucked it up. That is the root of my self-esteem problems and my self-esteem journey. I feel like I could break it down into a couple more episodes because self-esteem gets so deep when you're talking about it. And I'm still on that journey. Everybody is still on that journey because self-esteem is not like a stagnant, you know, it's not stagnant thoughts. They very much so fluctuate all the time. Let's get into the recovery portion of it, the journey portion of it, the, you know, stand up because you can't be weak in knees forever. You can't. You understand you have a low self-esteem issue, but what are you going to do to fix that problem? Okay. so for me coming into my journey, I had to understand that I can't just wait around for compliments. I can't wait on somebody else to appreciate how good I look. Because one day we are going to be so old and, you know, we have to understand that right now when we hating on ourselves and we trying to find everything negative about ourselves, waiting on the whole world to love us instead of us just loving us. One day we're going to be old and we're going to be like, gosh, I wish I looked like that again. I already do it. I wish I was a baby again. I want to be a baby again so bad. I, well, I'd say like toddler years. I definitely want to be a toddler again because you really don't have nothing to worry about. So why would you spend all of your years right now? Why would you spend those years speaking negative things into yourself? I, you have to understand that, yes, you went through this childhood. Yes, negative things weren't. I mean, sorry, positive things weren't spoken into you frequently. But you can't just live in that your whole life. 
or your whole life is going to be miserable. Then you're just going to die miserable. That ain't what you want. That ain't pee. You're not about to die miserable. So don't wait around for compliments. And also the same thing with self-care. When I said you have to find out what self-care means to you, find out, like find out the love language that you have with yourself and for yourself. Because putting up affirmations on sticky notes, that might not do it for you. That might not be, (laughs) that might not be enough because honestly, it wasn't enough for me. It really was not. Affirmations, they're cute and they're cool, but I'd say I feel my best when I simply just force myself to stand in the mirror and I analyze myself. That's because I'm strong enough now, but I analyze myself and I say, gosh, you know, all those years, somebody tried to make me feel like I had a white girl body. And because I had a white girl body, it was bad. Like, no, I might not have a shape, but I'm still a black girl. And this black girl body is better than a white girl body. It very much so is better. I love my hip dips. You know, I feel like me having a big butt wouldn't even fit my body. I feel like me having big boobs would not fit my body. I'm not fat. I used to have love handles, but I got like I have a nice I have a nice body. And my body is beautiful because my body is a healthy body. I'm not sick. You know, you can't spend every single day of your life hating on yourself because then that makes you a hater. And you don't want to be a hater. Nobody wants to be a hater. Like what? So we got to get that. We got to get that in grip, sis. Okay. We got to get that together, sis. We need to figure out how can you, how can you show yourself some love? Figure out how to show yourself some love. The same way you had to figure out what type of self-care is meant for you, figure out how to love yourself. Not figure out how to get love from other people. Not, let me figure out how to, let me figure out what the hottest new outfit is so I can go get love on social media. What do you want to wear? What's about to make you feel good? You know, figure that out for yourself. You have to be so freaking comfortable with yourself all the time. Because one thing about it, one thing a mad hoe, sad hoe is always going to have is something to say. Always. It never fails. It never fails. They always going to have something to say. So you have to go into it like, boom, I know they always going to have something to say, but I ain't going to let it affect me. And honestly, I can admit that in high school, I let so many people talk bad about my body and I believed it. I believed it. I believed every single bit of information I was hearing all the time. But if I would have went into high school being so freaking confident, if I would have had those positive things spoken into me, I honestly believe nobody would have been able to tell me shit. But that didn't happen. And I will say, um, I love Matt Stallion. Because, you know, she was she was in her bag or starting to get in her bag around that time when I was in high school, about my sophomore, senior year. And yeah, I nobody ever made me feel good about being tall. Nobody ever made me feel like, you know, people always made me feel like boys wouldn't like me because I was tall. And that was that was not the case. But I already told y'all about that earlier. That shit was not the case at all. Okay. Really, but Meg made me feel like it was so cool to be a tall girl. Like, really, really, she did the damn thing. She really did it for me. So, thank you, Meg. 
So after starting, I guess, my self-esteem journey, I didn't even realize I was on it. It just it just happened. I do think about myself in a different light. Like I said, I love being tall. I love my body. I think I'm naturally pretty. I think when I put on makeup, that's just, you know, a little extra stunt. I think I'm super creative. I think I'm funny. But now I know to protect my energy because we're going to get into a lot of stories from high school. So I'm only funny to an extent now. Like, we got to be really cool for you to get that side out of me because I feel like I gave so much energy out and so much energy away. And I don't want to do that anymore. Everybody doesn't doesn't deserve to find out how cool I am. That's just that's just real. Everybody cannot hang. And I'm just going to keep it like that. Purr. But I do just want to say to sum it up, just like how I just said, it's always all about energy, too. You, It takes so much energy to be angry. It takes so much energy to hate. It takes a lot of energy to hate. So the energy that you're putting in yourself to hate yourself and to pick yourself apart, throw it away. Get you some new energy. It's old, boring. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. Love yourself now. Thank you. We're working on that. The reality of it is every day you will not feel like you are your best self, but you have to be so strong and so confident that it's just something small. You know, I'm just I'm just having a bad day. That's all. Let me drop this last little gem on y'all. I don't know what it is, but that African-American urge to pick somebody apart. Every time they walk into a room, ooh, them lashes, you finna fly away. Ooh, where the rest of your shirt at? Ooh, you always dressing like that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't worry about them. Okay? Those people are people that have a mindset that can't be changed. Don't let it affect you on your self-care journey. If somebody, honestly, at this point, when we walk into a room, if one of our African-American people start to pick you apart, just know, just know you look good, okay? That is a sign that you look good and somebody is there to pick you apart and find something that looks bad because there's nothing wrong with you. So that is all I have for self-esteem today. I do just want to say when you have those down days, speak positive into yourself. Always speak positive things into yourself. You know, get into the habit of thinking you're not ugly, you are not ugly. Your hair just not done today. Okay? Because you're not. You have to get used to allowing people to say what they got to say and you still believe in you to shit. Because somebody always going to have something to say. That's just a part of the journey. But we're going to get into a little self-care card pull. Last episode, we pulled the cards Music, Flow Like Water, and I forgot the last card. But we're going to do another pull today. Spirit. What kind of self-care do we need to get into for the week? And y'all, um, well, like I said, I listen to music all the time. But for the Flow Like Water card, I ended up seeing a TikTok that same night. And the girl was like, after you see this video, whatever you're doing, go take a shower to release energy. So she was basically talking about the flow like water card, but you know, the timing of it. 
So I definitely got my tail up and I went and I took a shower and she was saying we need to sit in the shower and just close your eyes and, you know, be there in that moment. Allow the shower to cleanse away all that bad energy and stuff. And that's what I did. And I felt great. I had the best sleep of my life. But let's get into this pool. Okay. What type of self-care do we need to get into this week? Send me the right message. Send me the most accurate message so that we can have the best self-care this week. I don't know who else needs it, but we're talking about self-esteem. And sometimes that self-care can make you feel so good that your self-esteem is high. So what? All right, I'm going to shuffle one more time. Okay. Ooh, we have a burning bowl ritual, which is used to release. Take a walk. It's supposed to um, rain later this week. So I'm probably going to have to take a walk soon. So we got the burning bowl ritual card and take a walk in our last card. Spread them. Nourish your temple. I'm going to read about these cards. Let's see. Okay, so for the burning bowl ritual, the mantra is I surrender to the fire of transformation and allow light to guide the way. Fire is a powerful tool for transmuting negative energies, letting go of old patterns and stories and sending prayers out to the universe. Connect with the fire element to release whatever is no longer serving you and to manifest your desires. It's no longer serving you to sit there in your low self-esteem. I understand in my past that positive things weren't spoken into me i understand that my childhood was rough but i have to let that go i have to let those stories go same for you let's get into the next card i'm gonna do cherish your temple okay mantra i nourish my body with healthy food clean water and positive self-talk hello didn't I just say <laughs> you have to speak positive things into yourself? Come on, cards. When you take pride in how you care for your physical temple, you glow. Wait a minute. When you nourish your body consistently, tending to you as you would something sacred, others pick up the radiant light illuminating from you. I feel like I just literally said all this. I really just said all this. Tune into your body and ask what you feel nourishing. Journal prompt. What is your body calling for and what can you do to nourish it more? All right, let's go to take a walk. 
mantra with each step forward i release what no longer serves me so this burning bowl ritual and this take a walk they're both you know you're releasing something that no longer serves you experience a moving meditation and nourish your mind body and spirit simultaneously by carving out time to go on a walk hmm it also says get into nature be physically active meditate and be in awe of mama nature's beauty all at once so i think today's card pool was very much needed very much needed with the topic of discussion nourish your temple that's self-care talk positive speak positive things into yourself that's the whole that was the whole episode right there burning bowl ritual i gave y'all my story some of y'all could probably relate to my story but we have to let it go it's no longer serving us in order to start that journey you gotta let it go that's all i have for you guys today thank you so 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 much for tuning in again i hope you tune into the next episode and if you haven't gotten a chance tune into my previous episode and I do just want to say before the next episode, ask yourself, what are three things you love about yourself? If you can't figure that question out on the spot, then you probably need to do a whole lot of deep digging like how I just did. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I catch y'all on the flip side. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Jordy Janelle. That's J-O-R-D-I-J-A-N-E-L-L-E. Bye.